and welcome to North 100, a Canadian Highlander podcast. I'm Serge. Joining me today, I have a Jer. Hello. And a Wheeler. I'm trying to think of a cool card to make an all Lang Syne joke, but I can't. Can we restart the episode? Don't. <laughs> Reminder that quality jokes like that are brought to you by you with your support at the Patreon over at patreon.com slash loading ready run. This is our 2020 year in review, so we're going to do something a little special. A lot of you have been asking for it. So today, the best card you're not playing. Jer, what is it? It's an old, old classic Gaddock Teague. It's, it's a 2-2 Kithkin advisor. It's going to set you back a green and a white. And it has some of the most devastating text in Magic's history. <laughs> Non-creature spells with converted mana cost four or greater can't be played. Non-creature spells with X in their mana costs can't be played. I've lost this card more times than I'd like to count. That Psy has been admitting the same. Oh, top top <laughs> five least favorite cards of all time. Yeah, easy. But people don't play it anymore, which is great for me, great for you, but bad for them. So, you know, the generous, the generous people that we are, we're going to remind people, <laughs> play this card, ruin your control and combo opponents' lives. Days. Maybe lives is a little excessive. Yeah, day. Ruin their day. I miss T. Great card. Play it with Green Sun Zenith. It's not that big a deal. And you'll play it with Geddens too. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Play oh, it yeah. with Elspeth, you know. don't even You don't even care about your non-bow. I have actually had Teague in play with like the only four four drops in my deck in hand and just sitting there being like you probably still won yeah exactly just being like you know what it's worth it teague is doing more damage to them than it is to me the amount of times i've like had like upheaval time spiral wrath of god gideon <laughs> jura you can't even wrap teague terminus entreat yeah all those cards just sitting in my hand all these cards that just like outclass this chungus but he and if you have mother runes in play you can't lose that game mom's gonna yeah, protect you from much. the spot removal no you know what surge you can you can actually beat mother of runes plus teague all you need is an artifact like a pyrite spell bomb don't worry i'll just cast this were of invent don't worry i'll just cast this reshit don't worry i'll just cast this tesseret don't worry i'll just cast this war gate like nothing it <laughs> you why does it say x why couldn't right? it or why couldn't it have had a clause where it's like look you can pay x but nothing for or greater okay or you have to pay x twice or something yeah i you know make it clunky who cares Tig is just like, no, just let me play magic. <laughs> like it's such, oh my God. And, and it's, it hits so much more than you'd think. I don't think I ever feel better force of ruling a card than force of ruling a Gaddock Teague. And my opponent also feels good, but they don't understand. Like it's good for me, <laughs> not for them. <laughs> they're like haha got the force of will and i'm like haha force of will the teague <laughs> yeah I like teague is in the graveyard i'm safe amazing and then they untap and savine's wreck it and i lose <laughs> but you know we we had hope for a minute all right let's let's talk about our theme today this is our 2020 in review episode and this is going to be a little bit tough for us because 2020 has been very difficult for us and the amount of magic we're playing because of a little something called covid 19 i've barely played any Highlander all year. And that sucks. Not only like it sucks as a content creator, it sucks as a fan of the format. It just sucks in general. And it's it's reflected in the amount we've been recording this year. But we still wanted to do a wrap up because a lot of really cool things 
have happened this year that are, are going to be great for the format. It's going to be great for us when we finally get a chance to play more. I guess one pro side, I have been playing more online formats. I don't know. How's how's it been? Let's start with Jer. How's 2020 been for you in Highlander? I've mostly just been playing less and less as the year, year went on, honestly. It's like kind of sad, but like my my two biggest motivators to, to play are tournaments and getting to play with like my my local friends and and play group that i am involved in and have like i enjoy i enjoy a lot and i i just in the in the horizon i can't really do either of those things effectively so my motivation to play is just just not being there wheeler i went down from playing the format about 40 hours a week to like eight to 12 every two weeks or whatever if i can find people you know for for webcam game or something like that yeah it's uh, formats like this are just very much about i mean the community is so huge right yeah, like totally playing with people you know going to events like playing with that competitive kind of edge like seeing especially be when you're from you know being in victoria and then going to like like when we would go to the events in like seattle and see what the the large like see what the large seattle community like the best part was always being like okay so what tech do they have like what have they been cooking sure up? what, are, what yeah. cards are they returning to like that was always the the best part having the pride of like sort of like def going there and like defending our format you know like it was always such a huge <laughs> deal when like the field was like 10 percent canadians but we had such a high high win yeah. rate for winning winning the tournaments and like it it's a big deal because their scene is super legit. They have lots of good players there too. They have lots of good brewers. They like they build decks differently and sometimes better than we did. And it was it yeah. was always really fun to go down there and see what they were playing and and play against people that like other good players that play our format that we don't get to play against all the time. It's it's literally it's such a win win because if a Canadian wins, then we get to just really ham up the <laughs> oh what a, that's what a good kid. Do you see how he won that? Oh, good game. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, oh yeah. You know, get you really ham it up and you hype up the people you're with. And then if the if the Americans beat you, then you're like oh hell yeah, like we got our asses kicked. That means we got to come back and do them right next time. Or it's like well we got beat, but I got to play Highlander against people that have like top aided pro tours one pro tours or literally have designed the game so like that's kind of cool <laughs> you know like that's not a thing that you can i mean you can technically do that online but it's not it's it's so not the same right like yeah yeah then and, and the and the personalization of it right like when people talk about commander so and you you think of commander and you think how you know people they've they've really just spiced up their deck and they have like an altar on their commander and they have their play mat as their commander that kind of stuff but like highlander players do that too right like we have our forever decks so you it's just so much cooler to see someone with like you know oh hey hey seattle player i haven't seen in six months how you doing they're like pretty good i got really into medium red and i bought a beta soul ring check it out and you're like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like i see 
when Pat oh. got the elbow drop monkey playmat. I can't even remember the name of that card. Savage Knuckle Blade. Yeah, the Nucks. Right? When Pat got like twenty of the key Pat Pod cards altered, they they look insane. God, I can art. I want that one. That one. That one. He's doing yeah. the stoop the finger thing he does. <laughs> yeah, just like shoves his finger down and it like bends in half on the table. <laughs> he pushes down so hard. Picks the card up, <laughs> smushes it against his nose. Hmm. Yep, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I I know there's going to be a, a home waiting for us. I can't wait for this to come back. And something I'm probably the most excited to do is to see where the format is when we start to include all the sweet new sets that came in 2020. Now, not as oppressive as 2019 was. As a quick refresher, here's what we got in 2020. New Theros. We got Ikoria, M21, Return to Zendikar, and Commander Legends. So there's some new strong cards to play around with. We have the double-faced modal cards, of course, which we had a hard time talking about in the set review. We didn't really know what an impact it was going to make to have a land on one side versus the spell on the other. And of course, all the new Monarch cards added in Commander Legends. What do you think? You excited for 2020 Magic? You think it's going to get shaken up? Def- I mean, definitely. There's definitely like, like not probably not quite to the same extent, although it's a little hard to tell because we obviously haven't, haven't played as much, but I definitely think there are going to be some cards that make a a definite impact on the on the format like i hate the monarch a lot (laughs) and even i had this thought of like because even if you despise you know what it can do and that kind of stuff but you you like i i don't i i think you should probably you know take a more measured approach with it until it gets played so even even i was like you know what if the monarch becomes so important that people are just playing more like threats and creatures and it becomes more board based and then you just get more like you get a more natural kind of flow less combo kind of things and you end up you know maybe tempo ends up being really big because you can play onboard threats you can counter the right things to protect your things steal the monarch back easier through evasive threats and I, I I, I, and we don't know in, until we get the numbers and people playing and we get that cha-ching on the line to really drive the spikes. But like, yeah, like maybe maybe the Monarch, adding all these Monarch cards ends up being a net positive. But we, so that's interesting to see. Like maybe it's just a huge dumpster fire. Who knows? <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's still exciting to see that and to test it, right? Yeah, definitely. And like the format has such a huge sort of like almost cult-like following that people, there's so many people that only play highlander like as their only form of magic and they just want to like either improve their deck or find the next best deck or find the next like sweet sweet thing you can do with the new cards so many of them just haven't been able to do that it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens when like people come back and pick up like four or five new sets worth of cards i I can't wait i mean imagine the tournament reports for the first month where people uh, this is it almost feels like a new format you're walking into there's so many new untested cards that you're you know you're going to come in you're going to try out a deck you're going to test 20 new cards be like oh these are all garbage and get run over by something else i think that's really exciting and highlander already isn't a solved format right there's already so many people brewing constantly and bringing new things in oh sorry my mind is racing i'm mm. (laughs) yeah i'm very excited to lose a bunch of credit like if I still <laughs> like just playing utter 
garbage. Well, not not utter garbage, just completely untested. Like, you should really do something more sensible, you know, get back into things, Ben. It's like, nah, I think Elf Dredge is a good starting spot. <laughs> or like, you know, just like the amount of deck lists, because people still, even if, you know, not as much playing, people are constantly brewing, right? Like, I, I think you're right in that there's a lot of people that are just kind of getting, you know, they're sitting and squirming around. They're like, oh, I can't wait. I've got this cool deck I want to show or like I want to I want to do a deep dive and test this thing or people practicing decks like people that are like, well, I'm in quarantine. I'm going to learn how Storm works and they they get to go surprise. Here we are. I've got a bunch of decks that I've been brewing. I'm going to try these. They're like, cool. I'm doing a thing I've never done before in person. I've only goldfished it, but I've goldfished for 80 hours. Let's do this, right? How do I recover from the first piece of interaction or disruption? Oh no, my carefully laid plans. Yeah, you just like... Again, that human element is so much is so important. Not even like an an opponent, right? Like the human opponent across the table playing, you know, with the cards that they want to play with too. That's the best part about Canlander, right? You got two people playing the cards they love against each other. And uh, yeah, very excited for that. What are the most busted cards that came out this set? So oh. Throne of Eldraine, of course, you know, your Okos and your your Uros. 2019, baby. Those are 2019. Exactly. Well, so, I mean, Uros Theros. Wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So we have Uro as a 2020 busted card. What else is on our nightmare must watch list? Vass's Oracle. Yep. Vass's Oracle is 2020? Yeah, yep. Theros. Oh, man. Oh, man. All I, right. I'm really, I got to tell you, I am I am not excited to fight Opposition Agent as well or Hull Breacher. <laughs> I think Hull Breacher is fine. Like it's it's oh, really yeah. good, but like you're not. It's fine. Opposition yeah. agent is is just just stupid. <laughs> yeah, Hall, Hall Breacher is it, it, it's it's okay. So real quick for people who aren't familiar, what's Hall Breacher? It's the three mana three two Merfolk that has the sort of pseudo notion thief text. It's like whenever you would draw a card that's not the card you would or the first card you draw in your turn or the card you would draw during your draw step. Instead, they don't draw that card and you get a treasure. Yeah. So that's the fair one. And what's the one you're really terrified about? I'll give you the Sure, sure thing. Opposition agent. Two and a black for a 3-2 f- with flash. It's a human rogue. You control your opponents while they're searching their libraries. But there's more. <laughs> while an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. You may play those cards for as long as they've remained exiled. And you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast them. I forgot about those. Oh, Commander Legend. What a gift. What a gift. Maybe I'm not as excited. No, I'm just kidding. I'm excited. (laughs) I mean, I'm not excited for... I I think you can be not excited for a couple of these cards. On the whole, it was definitely better than 2019, though. Like, they had whole sets that were mostly fine. Yeah, like, I definitely can foresee somebody being like oh yeah i've got my blue black x deck ready my i got my Sultai deck ready with opposition agent hull breacher uro and oko i'm going to beat them down and they draw a hand with like agent and hull breacher and they're like this is it this is it and then they're just against someone that's like uh mountain uh bomad courier yeah 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 <laughs> goblin guy but then you have uro and you just win yeah uro's 19 though like that's just proving our point yeah exactly <laughs> Oh no, Uro's 20. 
They just skull crack. They have the skull crack, or I don't know. Maybe they played stigma because they wanted to feel something. Yeah, roiling vortex, sulfuric vortex. We got options. Any vortex. I tried to play blue black tempo for a long time because I was like, this is sick. I got the flashcards. I got the best hand attack. I got the best counter spells, and I just got run over every time I played that deck. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out that there are some powerful effects, but, you know, sometimes you're just dead to Thrund, right? You're like, oh, wait, how do I how do I kill a 4-4? I can't attack through this. There's like an Earthshaker Kenra doing the Macarena in the background. <laughs> they played their fifth land, and then you just look at their graveyard. You thought sees something which gives them a... You thought sees them, you lose life, take some big red card, and they're like, oh, <laughs> thanks, I'll bring back my Phoenix of Ash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. What other busted cards? We talked about those Commander Legends ones. We talked about Thassa's Oracle. I don't know about busted cards. I'm just excited to play with the Triumphs from Akoria. Those are sweet. They're very good. <laughs> They're yeah. very good. Omnath is a little. Omnath is, you know, this is going to sound weird to people that don't play Canlander, but listen to this, which there's a shockingly large amount of the oh, audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Omnath and Uro in our format aren't honestly as bad for ofs. No. Like yeah, they're very definitely. good, but they're not like, like I've played Omnath a bit in Canlander and it's very good, but there's a real cost associated with it. It's not like a free roll where there's no blood moons or price of progress is running around or whatever. But like the, like I kind of, I kind of just want to play Omnath some more. I played him in eggs. That was a lot of fun. He's a big idiot. He's great. I've played Uro a bunch and it's, it's very good, but not mm -hmm. as ridiculous. I had Uro in a, a tempo deck in a blue green tempo deck and I was changing it up, wanted to add uh, black or red to it. And I was like, I think I'm cutting Uro from this deck. You know? <laughs> it's uh, I don't know if it's 100% correct, but feels feels OK. There's a there's a busted card from Commander 2020, which was like released alongside Akoria that I've included in decks. I've played those decks. I've yet to cast this card. And I've yet to have it cast against me. Manascape Refractor. I'm going to need to look that up. Oh, so it's a three mana artifact. It enters the battlefield tapped. It has all activated abilities of all lands in play. You may spend mana as though it was mana of any color to pay these activated abilities. It's a Tolarian Academy and a Deserted Temple and a Boro and <laughs> like a strip and a waste and everything it's everything and it's your opponent's stuff too it's disgusting so like, it's really hard to go infinite with is what you're telling me oh yeah they, this is such <laughs> a fair card tap for Tolarian academy's ability return with oboros <laughs> yeah i look at this card and i'm like okay let's try to think of more fair-ish applications what are some <laughs> fair utility lands and then i was like well, I guess being able to Volrath Stronghold my Urza back on top is pretty good. <laughs> or like, oh, like, yeah. Is it bad okay. that the first thing I thought of was it's another Maze of it? No, that's all. That I mean, that's... It's another workshop. You're like, turn one, workshop this, untap with two workshops, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you can tap that to cast something else. Well, no, it enters tapped. It enters tapped. Oh, okay. Right? Even if it's Mikukoro, like... Oh, yeah. There's, they, oh God, this card is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. This and card's it, sick. See, I'm just excited to play with stuff like, what's the name? Brood Mother Moth 
from uh, Luminous Broodmoth. Luminous Broodmoth from Coria. I I mean I I know that card's great, but I haven't actually experienced watching Jair sit across from me sweating because he has Wrath of God in hand and everything's gonna come back, right? Well, ah, <laughs> uh, uh? no, no, no. I, I'm I mean I'm with you. I did. My pause was just: Is Jerry going to play Wrath of God in 2020? Oh, Jerry, are you going to play Wrath of God in 2020? 2021 or 2021? Jeez. Oh God. Yeah, probably. Maybe. I don't know. I'm. I've been like moving away from it, as I've mentioned before. I'm like more in on Settle and Terminus, anyways, which gets that oh. card's goat. So <laughs> it's not the 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 most savage beating around, but I'm sure it'll still kill me. And be good. Yeah, I I feel like there's a lot of really busted, not busted, busted, but really powerful cards that like have just juiced up these archetypes that were kind of like, yeah, you can do it. And when and whenever they were mentioned, people were like, oh, do you have a list? You're like, I you, I don't know if you want to do this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But like now, I think that from the cards that we've received, they're totally real. Like there are so many cards. You got some examples. Well, I mean, Luminous Broodmoth and and Luris. Oh God, Luris! How did I forget about Luris? Skyclave Apparition, right? Yeah. Like here's three very good white cards that fit right in that mono white Soul Sisters list that I fell in love with and kind of regret making it that making that the deck that I last played in paper. What a miserable decision that was. But like you know, getting to really juice up those kind of decks or like I saw somebody link a mono black mid-range list that was like life gain super life gain heavy with like i guess veto was was veto last year veto was this year oh the white black life gain deck now right of course yeah. that soul sister list is sick it could actually kill you this was right? mono black like they had for i mean well that black white too black white very good right like that list got a whole bunch of cheap things that just kill them but this was like it, I looked at it, and if somebody shared me this list like two years ago, I would have been like, oh, uh, cool. Have you thought about adding green and maybe cutting a couple of these, cut, cutting all the life gain cards? Have, have you thought about this? You know, that kind of thing. But like, I looked at it and I was like, well, there aren't any bad cards in this list. Like you just, be it like, you know, the Murderous Riders, granted 2019. But you like you have all these cards that are very thematically driven and very much sticking to the themes of the sets that they're printed in, as well as certain themes that used to be kind of like, eh, this is a set with counters. Eh, this is a set with life gain matters. Oh God, the plus one plus one deck now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they become oh, more wow. evergreen and we just get yeah. them all the time. And so you're like, oh, cool. You're a counters deck. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, I'm dead on turn four. <laughs> right? like, like, oh, oh. So, yeah, yeah, like it's... this is getting out of control. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's transition then to hopes for 2021. I can't wait to play more Magic. I, I cannot wait. I can't wait for Magic Fests. I can't wait to get down to Vegas, hopefully next year. And we'll see how it goes, right? We'll see how we get ahead of everything. But God, I can't wait. I mean, yeah. we're talking about like best case scenario is in the summer of next year, 
COVID is a memory. You know, we're laughing about like, oh, I found my mask in my closet. Isn't that great? Like, oh, that was so cute. What a wild time it was. That is some wildly hesitant optimism. <laughs> I I know, but, I know, but I mean, that's me too. I, I mean, I get I get what you're I get what you're saying though, right? The like even even just being able to get like the idea of being able to get back into a situation where you can just play in person. Yeah. Right? With people. That's way more realistic than everyone yeah. flying to Vegas. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, even just saying like I'd like having somebody come like f- flying someone for like a, a PPR or something, right? And being like, I haven't seen you in 16 months. <laughs> let's play some magic, right? Let's let's rumble. Let's go. What's in your yeah. deck? I don't know. I haven't bought a card since 2019. I don't care. Let's play. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what about the upcoming sets? Kaldheim, Strix, we got Time Spiral Master, we got Forgotten Realms, more D&D stuff, more Innistrad. I think these new sets are going to be pretty spicy too. I mean, God, the North 100, the set review podcast, but like Kaldheim, so far, the cards that we have seen, which I'm not going to say them directly, they are reflective of certain changes and shifts that are, are returning mechanics, I guess that I know a bunch of Canlander players have been waiting for, for ages, you know, just like spoiler alert. Well, actually I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to hold my tongue, but you get the picture. Like there, again, it's just, <laughs> I applaud your restraint more of that. Like, man, I wish this was evergreen. Oh, they're kind of making it evergreen. Cool. <laughs> right. Like, Heck yeah. Yeah. Jerry, you got hopes for 2021? I mean, mostly just getting to getting to play again, sort of getting the the motivation back, like getting to get out and play with homies, tournaments, although that may be a 2022 dream, but like at least like some local tournaments, maybe you're at least getting to to jam with friends outside of tournaments. Yeah, mostly just getting to getting to play. I just want to play beer magic. Yeah, beer lander. Oh, man. Remember Timmy's Lander? I do. We just call it Tim Lander. Yeah, we'd all drive to a Tim's at like midnight and yeah, <laughs> Yeah, get cheap bad God. donuts. I'd have tea because the coffee's undrinkable and just jam magic. Heck yeah. <laughs> this, this is, this is going to sound peak Canadian to so many people. <laughs> but we're like, what, what's a Timmy's? What are they even talking about? What? Whatever. Why would you drive out to a Tim Horton? What? What's going on? Oh, this donut's terrible. Oh, no, I got frosting on my birthing pod. <laughs> Anyways, uh, another game? Yeah, the the glaze from the apple fritter got over oh, so God. many in my cards. It was yeah. horrendous. How did the sprinkle get between my two sleeves, right? How does, how does that even happen? <laughs> All right, friends, let's let's move on to our closing segment here. And we figure if we're going to do a wrap up for 2022, we're going to bring back something that a lot of people have missed. And that is powerful magic. Bear, 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 bear. I'll do my own air horn. Wheeler, take us home with the final powerful magic story of 2020. All right. You know, I think it's fitting, too, because at the beginning of 2020, I may have lost to Time Vault. Assuming that's the same year, honestly, I had to think about it. (laughs) But I got a story here where I kicked Time Vault's ass. And mind you, I was playing Time Vault. at at the same time but in a bit of a different way so i kind of hinted to this on the last episode of the like top five red green gruel cards when you mentioned blood braid elf and a deck that i've talked about a bit was five color cascade stacks which back in the wild west days of the format where not a lot of things were pointed 
or very <laughs> odd things were pointed. There was a deck I, I enjoyed playing that was a five color stacks variant. Played like Workshop and, you know, a bunch of Planeswalkers, Wildfires, Artifact things, all that good stuff. It was such a hot mess. Oh, yeah, God. it was great. I love that deck and I hated playing it, but I love that it existed. Yeah, there's one of the builds that I found from back then is like 33 points or something <laughs> nowadays. It's 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 absolutely bonkers. But to to jazz things up, one of the plane chases had come out. I think it was Plane Chase 2012 had just come out with like Shardless Agent, which is an artifact, and Ethereum Horn Sorcerer which is one of my like favorite cards of all time. It's it's a giant minotaur wizard that's also an artifact. It's like six mana. It's a three six that has cascade. And it's an artifact creature. But you can also pay three mana to return it from play to your hand. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, oh, cool. I can tap Mishra's Workshop into this. That's kind of funny. And then I don't know how it got to where it got, but I had a build where I just played all these cascade cards as well. And of course, I was free rolling a time vault. And I remember playing a match against somebody playing a time vault deck. And they had done enough to kind of like disrupt what I was doing. And my deck wasn't super... My deck got very much like within development hell. As in, I kind of over-memed myself and started... I just cut like all of my answers that weren't attached to like planeswalkers which was not a good decision you kind of need to answer things like time vault so i had like played a voltaic key in this matchup early and i was on time vault in that list myself like time vault was a part of the points and so i played a voltaic key out early and then i had played a grim monolith you know a grim monolith key just uh, beautiful but my opponent had gotten rid of the grim monolith then i'm just left with this voltaic key and just a bunch of garbage and they played a Tezzeret the Seeker. So the five mana blue Tezzeret. And they tick down Tezzeret the Seeker to find Time Vault. So Tezzeret plus Time Vault, match made in heaven, right? That's just like mm-hmm. a, if they get to untap, they win the game. I've got nothing on board uh, except for like mana and this Voltaic key. I don't really have anything relevant in hand. And like, honestly, I don't have much relevant in my deck. And I draw and I draw a Bloodbraid Elf. <laughs> and I go, oh, cool. I can kill their Tezzeret. And then I uh, I might not die. And so I cast this Bloodbraid Elf and then I Cascade. And I Cascade past a bunch of other ways to, you know, kill people, wildfires, big planeswalkers I had no business playing, expecting to just hit like a mana rock. And I, I kind of hit a card that was a mana rock. Uh, I hit a copy of Sculpting Steel. Sculpting Steel is a Whoa. three mana artifact that you can have it come into play as a copy of any artifact. In what? Play. So it could come in as like another mana rock or whatever, or it copies a worm coil engine, you know, cool things. But it came in and copied their time vault. <laughs> and then I got to untap it with my Voltaia key. And then I time vaulted them and killed them with this Bloodbraid Elf. How would I never heard this story? Oh, that's so good. Honestly, without all my hype, it's kind of boring. It's kind of just like, oh, you're going to muck me. Joke's on you. I mucked you. But no, that's beautiful. In like the history of the thing, I guess it's it, it's a weird thing to say. It's like, well, yeah, I played Bloodbraid Elf and Cascaded into Sculpting Steel, and then I took Infinite Turns with Time Vault. What's out of the <laughs> ordinary of that? Right? Oh. Anyways, that's I guess that's my hope for 2021. Less Time Vault. <laughs> <laughs> or just play more Sculpting Steels. Either way. Win-win. Yep. So 
So friends, that is going to do it for our 2020 year in review. Thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure and we can't wait to see you in 2021. Reminder that North 100 is brought to you by you with your support of the Patreon over at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next year. Bye-bye.